2: Entirely new era of IMS radio. Yeah, Something's the right? same. Jeff, Jeff is still getting major texts from like Derek <laughs> Queen and Matthew Hodge. <laughs> um, um, I messed up the audio. This is our first time using the new the new software. We have a new YouTube status. We have new and software, have new live, backgrounds, new intro. Live from
3: uh, Xfinity Center, right? I just saw. Live from Xfinity
2: yeah. Center, new backgrounds. And one major change, everybody. You'll notice. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Can, can, can you hear me, Larry? Can <laughs> yeah. you hear me? there? <laughs> hey, Jeff. Yes, yes. You'll notice there are only two of us here tonight. We have a major announcement to make about IMS Radio. It is that Paul Douglas... Is an idiot and he's he'll be back next week. That's the that's the major announcement. Now he's out this week. He's just under the weather. He'll be back next week. I'm sorry, he's not an idiot. That was a that was a bad thing to say. I just wanted to bust on Paul for a second. What did
3: he have? Wisdom teeth?
2: Get his wisdom teeth out? He had he had wisdom teeth taken out, and I had emergency surgery Monday to get one of my teeth taken out. That's crazy because my wife is
3: about of- to have hers taken out. I thought everybody else I thought we all had't taken out in like you know at 18 or 20 years old you guys
2: are all slacky <laughs> yeah so one thing we're trying here with this new software supposedly we're streaming to multiple places at once. you may be seeing us on YouTube on Facebook on Twitter even on Twitch so I don't know much about twitch but I set us up there. So, there's some people who make like
3: stuff. huge money streaming video games on Twitch. It's crazy. So, yeah, whole I think it's
2: a video game site. Another world. There's lots of other streaming sites that do video, and I'm looking into all of them. And uh, we'll see. But anyway, we have, have this new setup here. I think it's a lot better. Looks a lot better. We got the nice scroll bar at the bottom.
3: And, and <laughs> more little features we haven't even uh,
2: had a chance to play with yet, right? There's a bunch of new features coming. there's some things in YouTube just to let everybody know we finally we made it we made it. We did get monetized so I don't know if uh, if in the background uh, there'll be video when this gets replayed whether there's gonna be uh, commercials and stuff but our first guest is here it's Ralph Fri and we are gonna add him right now. There he is, Mr. Ralph Friedgen. How you doing?
4: Doing great. How about you,
2: Coach? Good. Very good to see you. It's uh, it's
4: been uh, been a good season so far, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think I think first of all they they've had a very favorable set schedule, you know, for the first five games at home that that helps, and for the first six, um, you know, the things I like about what they're doing is they're not beating themselves right now. They're I think they're uh, second in the, in the country in turnover ratio which usually if you do that you're going to be pretty good and uh, you know I think that they got some they got some big games coming up. I think they're they potentially can win 10 games, maybe more. But um, you know when you look at you look at their schedule, you know they've got um, they got three more home games after, well, they got, um, you know, they got Indiana, which I think, you know, everybody's going to look at this game. I think it's really a big game. I think it's a trap game. I think they got to be ready to play. Um, Indiana just lost or just barely beat Akron, but Akron is a Mac team and they're pretty good. And they got a good quarterback and, you know, those, those are tough out, and they were able to pull it out in overtime. But, um, you know, they are they're they were probably looking ahead to Maryland. And I think Maryland, you know, they, they won a big game up in Michigan State and uh, played really well. But they got to watch this game because then we're going to be looking ahead to Ohio State. So I think this is a game the coach is going to really have to harp on playing their best and be ready to go because – and they get this one to be 5-0 and going into Ohio State. And then, you know, you, you look at their schedule, and they should be favored in uh, against Illinois, who uh, although I think that's going to be a tough out. They're pretty physical. I've watched them a couple of times on TV. And then you have Northwestern, who just beat Minnesota. But I watched them against Rutgers, and they didn't look that good. But, you know, they got a lot of things going on there. And uh, then they have Nebraska, and I always felt that's a tough trip out there because especially if it's a noon game, you're playing about 11 o'clock. It seems like about 10, you know, and um, I always thought that was tough when I was with Rutgers and we had to go out there to play. But, um, you know, those three games, uh, and then Rutgers, I think, is much improved. Got to play them away. But uh, they're they're a pretty physical team. Quarterback makes plays. They can run the ball, and they're playing pretty good defense. Um, you know that that's not, that's that's going to be a tough out too. But
2: we don't like to think about your tenure with Rutgers, coach. Well, we don't, we don't like that. We we remember the game where Maryland was. How how many how many points was the lead? It was like 150 points. 20, yeah. You guys came back. Oh, we don't we don't want to think about that one, Code. Well, you, you had to do
3: that to us. You
4: guys didn't want me, so I had to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Ralph, any concern but, that the um that all the turnovers they're forcing is kind of fool's gold and might be masking some a few issues? Like it seems to me that too often there's guys running around in the secondary wide open, things like that. Is that
4: something that you've thought about? Well I think there's I think they're very aggressive on, in their coverage. And I think that sometimes, you know, could be feast or famine. But uh, I think they're very athletic back there, too. And, um, you know, they, they're coming up with some key interceptions that are good interceptions. They're not, they're not cheap interceptions. They, you know, they've got the guy covered and they're breaking on the ball and, the, you know, they're coming up with some plays. I thought some of the turnovers against Michigan State were, were good fortune. I think Michigan State turned it over more than anything else. But, um, you know, if you got to have a good team, every good team I ever had, I had a good quarterback. And, uh, you know, Maryland has a good quarterback. Not only is he a good quarterback, he's an experienced quarterback. I mean, he's going to turn 23, I think, in February. I mean, a lot of guys are playing in the NFL at that stage, you know. And and, and that, that bodes well for him. they got to keep him healthy. And I think that's that bodes well for the rest of their team. I think as for the first four games, they stayed relatively healthy. And, um, you know, they're going to have to, this, this back, the back half of the schedule is, I think, tougher than the first half of the schedule. And, uh, you know, they got the, they got the big three coming up. They got, you know, Penn state, Michigan and Ohio state. The good news is they got two of the three at home. And to me, you know, they got to win one or two of those games, at least, you know, in um uh, You know, that's not going to be easy because they're very talented. I've watched all of them, watched all their three games. I watch four games at a time. So, on Saturday, I stay in front of the TV like 14 hours. But, um,
2: you and me, you and me both, coach. I think a lot of us do that. Yeah.
4: I have, uh, you know, I have big screen TV and uh, I have uh, picture in picture. So I have, I bought the big screen TV because I had a littler one. I went picture in picture. I couldn't see them. I'm so damn old. So uh, I got it where it's, uh, you know, I can see it, and then I flip, I'll flip back and forth. So I might have five games going. I, I've had people come over and want to watch a game with me. I said, "Yeah, you're more than welcome," but you know, yours is not going to be the main game. You know, I. Said, so they they usually last <laughs> a half, and they go, "I can't deal with this anymore." So, but, you know, it, are, you, we are right? speaking.
2: We are speaking with. One of the greatest co- – maybe the greatest coach in the history of Maryland football, Ralph Regent. And, and before I get to my next question, I just want to remind everybody we're doing a little promotion. After Ralph is done, we're going to be doing a promotion, going to be giving away three free months of Inside Maryland Sports. So make sure you stick around for that. Just want to let you guys know. Coach, you mentioned the schedule. You mentioned the big three opponents are going to be very difficult to to beat for Maryland. Not impossible. Which but... one? Not
4: impossible,
2: of course. Which one do you think they have the best chance? Who do they match up with the best out of those three? I,
4: I don't, you know, that's that's a that's a good question. You know, um, I think it's what day you catch them on, you know, and, and who, you know, what's the injury status on both teams. Um, you know, I would think we would have a better chance of winning at home than away, but you know, you never know. You never know where, where that falls in the schedule. You know, and you know coming in. You know, if, if they if they can win this week, they ought to get ranked. You know, I don't know going into week five how many teams are undefeated. Um, and and winning at Michigan State, I think you know gives them a lot of credibility. Even though they got their issues they're dealing with too. You know, they. Uh, there's still Michigan State, and that's not an easy place to play either. So I, I think that's a that's that's a big win for them. And and I told Mike that you know going into the game, it's a first away game, tough place to play, you know. And I thought I thought the first half of that game was a, as physical as I seen one of Mike's teams play. I told him that after the game that uh, I thought we were really aggressive and the hitting was really really good. And then I think. Once we got 21 nothing. we took the foot off the break a little bit, and then it kind of came back in the fourth quarter. But but overall, I don't think they've played a full game yet. You know, and uh, I think the defense is playing well. You know, I think they're, they're not giving up many points. They're getting turnovers. And, what, and what's best is when you get good field position, the offense puts points on the board. So um, the special teams have been good. Um, you know, I think, you know, they're not committing – as many foolish penalties as they have in the past, either. The other thing I've been impressed with, I, I think the pass protection has been better. They seem to be taking them on a little tougher to the line of scrimmage. Two is not a tall kid, and when that pocket gets around him, he has trouble seeing, and then he, is, and then he starts running all over the place. And you know, when he can throw the ball on time, you know, he's he's tough. And and then he still keeps that availability in his game he you know he, he really creates a lot of problems for the defense ralph is he the
3: best is he the best quarterback in maryland history he's obviously the most prolific but that's not necessarily you know
4: well I, you know you got to just on his record i mean uh you know on his stats you can put him up there i think uh you got to look at the record to me the the big record is winning and losing and um and How many championships you have, but uh, he's definitely got to be one of the best, you know, just by what he's done. And I think this, he has a really a lot of good players around him, which really helps him too. The tight end's very good receiver, um, and uh, you know, it, it just seems like they got a, a, a couple of different receivers every game. I can't, I can't remember all the darn names, you know, they're just, um, I don't see. It's not one guy, that to me, that stands out each game. It's a different guy each game, and, and that's a good thing. You know, that makes it really hard to defend them, you know. But I think if, if they can stay healthy and not – got to take one game at a time. They can't be looking ahead. they got to – because everybody's coming out. They're going to get the best shot of everybody now. And they got to understand that. If they go out there and they have one of these days where they just kind of, you know, think they're going to go through the motions, they'll get beat. And then that, that'll that hurt their season. And, yeah. uh, they, you know, they, they have a chance right now to really have a, a, a really good season. And and even if they don't win one of the big three games or two of them, or whatever, they can still win 10 games because if they can win the rest of the games they, they should be favored in, they should have nine wins and then win the bowl game and you'll get 10 wins. And that hasn't been done since I was there, so.
2: Um, Ralph, I just want to let you know we got a lot of people watching, and there's a lot of messages talking about how how happy they are to see you. <laughs> so I just I just wanted to pass that on. Everybody says you're looking good, and they're, and they're really thankful that you're still involved
4: with the program. And uh, so I just wanted to pass on those messages well, to you. Tell everybody I said hello, and I appreciate all yeah. the good things. Uh, keep me in their prayers. I need all the help I can get. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you were watching the Michigan State
2: game. They had a tight end who kind of reminded me of Vernon Davis a little bit—that really big dude who was just throwing people off of him at times. Some of the Maryland defenders reminded me of what Vernon used to do to players. Right, and I was wondering—it was wondering if you had any st- stories of Vernon and what a physical freak he was. Any anything you remember about him that's kind of a funny story or something unique?
4: I remember going to his high school, and uh, the high school coach told me that. Uh, Vernon has to be careful when he goes by the the girls' bathroom. And, you know, I got a little concerned about that. I said, well, he says, well, the girls, when they know he's coming by, they'll throw water on him, so he has to take his shirt off. <laughs> I said, I used to have that same problem. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. when we were we, when we recruited uh, Vernon and. Uh, he was a wide receiver in high school, and then I remember when the first day we were there, we had an issue at tight end, and, and uh, you know I thought it was going to be a real problem moving him to tight end because he could he could have probably play wide receiver because he was that fast. And I remember I brought him in my office, and you know because I hate I hate recruiting a kid one way and then you know you change your mind, but circumstances sometimes dictate that. And I remember talking to him about it and he said, Hey, you're the coach, put me where you want me, you know? And that kid was highly recruited. You know, you don't know, you know, how much I appreciated that. Just his, his attitude was, you know, whatever's best for the team I'll do. And I, that, that, that always, it always endears me to, to burn it to me because of that, you know, of course, I knew, I knew a grandmother very well and, She actually came to the games after Vernon left. And uh, I can remember when Vernon was a junior, I was on uh, one of the AP, I think it was the AP All-American list, and we were going over the list, and they didn't even have Vernon listed. And um, I said to him, I said, why isn't Vernon Davis listed as an All-American? I said, he has some better stats than your wide receivers that you just inducted. <laughs> so they said, well, we, we don't know a whole lot about him. And, and then one guy said, well, he can't block. I said, what are you talking about he can't block? So I kind of, you know, I kind of really went hard on him. And then they, when they came around to vote, they voted him in. And I was happy about that. But, uh, you know, after his junior year, and, and I've I brought him in, and um, I told him, you know, Vernon, I don't want you to leave, but I think you're going to be a top 10 pick, is what all the pro scouts were telling me. And I said, you know, I I don't know if you want to pass up on that money. So we brought, you know, Addie in, who's uh, Adelaide is his grandmother. And she said to me, you know, Coach, um, I said to her, you know, I don't know if you can... Pass this up. The money you're going to get. She said, "We never, we never have made ever made a decision based on money. We we trust in the Lord." I said, "I think the Lord's trying to tell you something, Maddie, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know this this could change your life and help you." So when Vernon signed his deal, he bought his grandmother a house near me. She says, "I'm in your neighborhood." I said, "Well, well come on by and see me." She says, "I only use it on the weekends." <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've, and I've talked to her since then, called her up if Vernon had a big game or I think Vernon and his brother played in the same game one time. I thought that was pretty unique and, uh, and uh, called her up on that. But uh, she's doing well from the last I heard. I hope she's doing well. She's a great, wo- great woman. She would come to my office. She, she didn't like watching football. But she'd come in my office and watch the game after Vernon left. And she'd come about once a year. To, to watch Maryland play, even though Vernon wasn't playing anymore, which was pretty special to me. Ralph, we got, I got one more for you before we have a
3: basketball guest coming on in, in just a few minutes, but I want to ask you, does this kind of emergence that the program's having right now feel at all to you? Obviously, they're not winning 10 games every year like you did those three years, but so maybe to a lesser extent, but does it still kind of feel like that breakthrough, like that uh, ascension
4: Is it a familiar feeling at all from those early 2000s? You know, it's hard. It's hard for me to say that not being there. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of a feeling you get with the team, but I would hope it is because, you know, they just got to keep it going. And, um, you know, know, I think it really adds a lot more to it if you're battling for a conference championship, which I hope they can do, you know, and, and, like I said before the season, that's the next step they have to take. They can beat be one or two of those teams. Then you're going to see the confidence that they're going to get, and you know you won't know how high they can go after that. Ralph, we want to thank you so much for
2: joining us today. It's been great having you, and we still have a lot of season left, so if you're up for it, maybe we'll have you back again at the end of the year and talk about how the season as a whole If you're up for that. Anything you you guys
4: want, I'll be there for you. Awesome.
2: Thank you so much, Ralph. And, again, like I said, we got lots of people talking about how much they appreciate you and love that you're still associated with the program. So thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Ralph. That was Ralph Regan. Good stuff. What a great guy. One of the best coaches. You know, when you look at the rankings, you know, they won the national title in the fifties, right? Uh, and of course you have Claiborne, you've got Bobby Ross. He's in the conversation with all those guys, right? Oh so, exactly.
3: yeah. I mean look look so. what the results have been since then. No one, it's not that no one has matched what he's done, no one has come within the same zip code of what he did at Maryland since he left. Yeah, those, those three
2: years were absolutely incredible. Magical. It's just, it's kind of sad. You know how it ended. It ended on a bad note. And that was that was kind of rough. And especially after he wins nine games and gets coach of the year in the conference. And then, right, Kevin everybody's Anderson got problems with... Kevin Anderson. <laughs> yeah. But you know
3: what? I'm, was- I'm getting a feeling that Ralph didn't actually burn his diploma by how closely he's watching all these games. I think that... that uh, I'm joking. Obviously, he came out afterwards yeah. and said that he didn't actually burn it. But my point is, you can tell he's fully back on the bandwagon. Obviously, it helps that right. his guy, Locks is, is running the show now. But
2: So, everybody, just to let you know, in three minutes, we are supposed to be joined by Jahari Long from the basketball team. We're going to talk about that with him. After he's done, we're going to be doing a promotion where we're going to be giving away three free months of premium subscription to Inside Maryland Sports. So stick around for that. We're going to have you type something into the chat, and then we'll pick someone at random, and that person will get the the three months. Also, I'd like to ask everybody, please do us a favor and subscribe. If you like the Terps, you like the show, you want to support the Terps in the show, please do us a favor and subscribe. We're, we're trying to build that up and I don't know if anybody's watching on any of the other platforms right now on Twitch on Twitter on Facebook we know how many I can see how many are on on YouTube but if anybody's on these other sites and you want to type in the chat I think we can see here we'll, we'll see how that's going yeah I feel like
3: I need to check and see if it's like popping up on Facebook just so we know like
2: yeah I don't you have it, I don't hold it off I, well, look, Paul's not here. He can't talk, but maybe he can do that. He can go check the sites, and and he no. can do that. Uh, can he that? can do that legwork for us. Hey, Wes, what's going on? Thank you, Wes. A lot of people commenting on the new look of the show. It is awesome. There's so many cool bells and whistles. Just getting into the surface right now. Doing our best with our first time here. There's a little bit of learning curve we're going through, but we're. We're getting... And, you, and, we're you're getting looking, and you're looking great up there.
3: At the back of your head, I can see you up there. You're looking... Your posture is really good. Wow. We just got a chat. I'm going to use that joke for at least like six months. <laughs>
2: we got a chat from Twitch. Someone from Twitch said, Twitch test. No way. And I just saw that. Yeah, I swear to God. Wow. So someone's watching on Twitch. I don't know who it is. We have a lot of gamers. Someone's watching, at least person. Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. Hey, it's all new it's new territory for us. New territory for us. Football team, we'll get into more of it after Jahari's Jahari's gone, but Michigan State was great, obviously. Anytime you win by that large a margin. I agree with you. It wasn't that lopsided, but the turnovers is what did it.
3: The turnovers very well might be fools gold, I'm not saying. I hope they are, but uh oh, it looks like we got Jahari all lined up.
2: Jahari's here, so let me let me add him in here. Can we see him? We can hey, see him. Can you see him, Jeff? Yeah, I can see him. You can't see him. Can you see me, J- okay. Jahari? Oh, hang on. There we go. Okay. I see him now. It was just buffering for me. Maybe <laughs> I'm having a little. She says, How you doing, Jahari? Can you hear
3: us?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. I'm doing great.
3: How's the off season going? How do you feel? Uh, how do you feel like the team's coming to, coming together so
1: far? Uh, the off season has been great. Now we're um, just about to start um, official practice. Um, so far, everybody's been looking good. Everything's coming along great. Um, we had a great trip in Italy, so I think our chemistry um, became much better there. So everything's been good. Jahari, you guys went to Italy over the summer. And
2: by the looks of it, you you had uh, a great time on the court and off the court. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the trip, both on and off, how how
1: how it was? Uh off the court, you know, it was great. It was um it was a great experience. It was more of like a lot of history lessons. Like we visited the Coliseum. And honestly, I can't remember all the places that we visited, but I have a lot of videos, but it was, it was great. It was a great experience. We had fun. We talked to each other a lot. We laughed. We at some nice places. And um, on the court, we just basically set, like, a standard of how we play as far as, like, just playing hard and playing fast. And we did that um, every single game. We defended well. And that was the main thing that I think we focused on going down there was – um. If the offense or anything wasn't going, uh, just make sure that we're the best defensive team that we can be. And I think that's a staple in the program with Coach Willard. So I'm glad we were able to do that.
3: So, Jari, when I look at this team, obviously last year, nationally, people didn't expect that much from you. You guys come out, have that red hot start, go to the tournament when nobody expects you or nobody had projected you to go. You win a game there. Do you feel like this team's better? To me, when I look at you on paper, I see you know, a better team than last year, more veterans, and obviously these freshmen are going to be really good for you. How do you feel like this team, you know, what's the next step for you guys?
1: Um, On paper, we're a better team, but I think um, the next step for us this year as a program is to be more mature. Um, Like last year we had road games. We weren't so great on the road, and I think that'll be like a big, for us this year is to just be mature on the road as far as, you know, in close games, don't panic. Just always remain calm and just just remember that, just remember the game plan that we came into the game with from the jump. I think it was times last year when we would play on the road, we would kind of like break up.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: apart when things started to break down, but I think this year, um, as far as how we've been looking like in practice and everything will be better as far as on the road and at home as well. And even at neutral sites, I just think the maturity of this team is on the next level. Jahari, is
2: there anybody right now that's kind of flying under the radar that maybe didn't get a ton of time last year or is new to the team that people maybe aren't expecting that you think might surprise everybody this year? Um, Besides really? yourself?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I believe myself um, wholeheartedly just being he- more healthy this year and um, just as much work as I put in the gym, but really, I think all of our freshmen are um, really good. I think um, Noah, who also came off the bench last year, he, he'll he be very good for us this year. And um, really, everyone. Everyone's just improved their game as a team. I'm Trying to remember everyone who was on the team last year that um didn't play as much.
3: Not many guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, we kind of got a new team, but <laughs> the way we've been able to gel has been great, though. But I think everybody will um pretty much shock the world as far as the skill level, the how hard we play. I think we'll be a pretty fun team to watch.
3: So I really like your game, especially how instinctual you are with with your passing. Uh, Not just saying that because you're on the show. I've said it before, you know, on Twitter and such. But, you know, obviously with not a lot of guard depth behind Jameer, you should have a pretty significant role this year. What what do you kind of feel your role is going to be this season?
1: Uh, I think my role will increase more as a leader, more as a vocal leader, because now I'm like one of the – Older players on the team, and um, we have so many new guys. I think me being more of a vocal leader will be um, crucial. I think I, I also feel like I've matured as far as um how I approach the game, and um, my body has just been feeling much better. So I feel more athletic. I feel faster. So I'm more confident in my game as far as scoring, passing, defending. I'm just much more confident than I was last year. So I think that was the main thing for me, just getting healthy. And um, I've been able to get healthy and not just get healthy, but also get better. So I feel like I can affect the game in so many ways as far as on defense, on offense. So I think I'll have a big year on the team this year.
2: What are, what are your team goals? Do you have goals as a team? Do you set out that way and say, we want to do this, this, and this? Or do you do you have to like compartmentalize and just take it game by game, moment by moment, and then let it happen as it happens?
1: Um, we talk about our goals all the time as far okay. as winning um, the Big Ten championship and being a, a top team in the country as far as winning the national championship. We talk about it all the time, but – you know, at the end of the day, we have to do it. And I think that comes with taking one game at a time and just focusing on the now and what we can get better at. And Coach Willard um, stresses that a lot. Like, what can we get better at every single day? And um, so far, it's been, like, it's been like clockwork how much we've improved every day as far as defensively, offensively, um, just picking spots on defense, where to be and everything we just inserted a whole new i want to say not system but like more principles from when the year first started to now and everything's just been great
3: sorry everybody knows about jamie and Deshaun by now with everything that's been written about them so i want to ask you about another guy who I saw in a summer workout and just looks different from everybody else on the court. And that's Maddie Traor, you, you know, the kid. I mean, he looks a legit seven feet, but with like a small forward kind of body. He's not a burly guy, but look really athletic. And uh, I saw him knocking down some shots. What, what are your observations of him so far?
1: Um, Maddie, he's great. He's, um, you know, I think he's so versatile. He can put it on the floor. He can score. He can defend. I think, in my opinion, that's probably the hardest matchup that I've had, like, every practice just because of his length. So it's hard to uh, get a shot over him or to um, get to the rim on him because he's so great at blocking shots. He's a great defender as well. And um, I think he's he's been actually going really hard in the weight room, and he's been taking care of himself as far as eating, just trying to gain weight. And he's been very serious about that. And I think um, since he's been doing that, I have all the confidence in the world that he'll have, like, a really good year this year.
2: Jahari, when we have people on the show, we always end the interview by playing a game called Fill in the Blank. I'm going to ask you five rapid-fire questions. You say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. The funniest player on the team is?
1: Dante Scott.
2: The worst singer on the team is? Noah (laughs) Batchelor. Your favorite restaurant in College Park is? Chipotle. After your basketball career is over, hopefully after a long pro career, you're going to be a? High school basketball coach. Okay. And last one, the winner of Big Ten men's basketball this year will be?
1: Maryland basketball. University there we go. There we go. That was, That's what that we was a tough
2: there. one, right? That was a tough <laughs> one. One more thing we ask of everybody who comes on the show, could you do us a favor and say, this is Jahari Long, and you're listening to IMS Radio.
1: This is Jahari Long, and you are listening to IMS Radio.
2: Jahari, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck on the season. We're excited to see you get out there and, and win some games. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jahari. Yeah, thanks, Jahari. See you. Jahari Long, ladies and gentlemen. Good stuff. Love having the players on the team. He had a lot of lot of good insight, a lot of things. I like how he said Noah Batchelor is looking good. said some good stuff about Matty Traore. And, you know, if they're going to have a good season, those bench guys, that's important.
3: Yeah, I Joy. mean, I definitely didn't just say that because he was on the show. I, I like his game, man. He he he's the best passer on the team, and I mean, Donald Carey's gone. Bachelor has not proven himself. He could prove himself, but you not know, a ton of guards. Obviously, DHS and Lamont, so he's going to play more minutes. And I think, I mean, he showed he's just um he's just one of those fearless attacking kind of guys. So I think he's he's a yeah. big piece. For them on the bench, he, has,
2: he had his moments last year, and then sometimes, mm-hmm. right, was it didn't play a lot for whatever reason. I, we're not in the inner workings of why that's happening, but you know, he he had his moments. Had you some can really see good there's, moments. right. So we can all hope that that's going to increase, and and his playing time is going to increase. Yeah, right, really, you need him. Part of the
3: you need him, you need Kellum, Swatton, Roger, and Bachelor to not be stars, but to all be capable, impactful bench guys, right? That's, I mean, he's shown about that, but him and the other guys collectively, that's what you need because they don't have really, with Ian Martinez leaving, there's not really much proven commodities on the bench at all.
2: Before we get into recruiting for football and basketball and basketball recruiting, uh, that's not going to be fun. But before we do that, we got a little promotion We need everybody live right now. Any platform you're on, it doesn't matter. Type into the chat, Paul is a loser. Type, Paul is a loser. Into the chat, doesn't matter what platform you're on. We'll collect everybody's name who types it out into the chat, and we will give away to one of you. We'll do a random drawing. We'll give away three free months to inside Maryland sports a premium subscription there we go look we love this look how many people think you're a loser paul <laughs> watch paul's going to type it too <laughs> he doesn't need the, he doesn't need the premium but oh he did do it yes he did and he typed that before i said it because it's on delay so he typed it too yeah that's good we'll give you guys some time Take your time doing it. We'll we'll do it at the end. We'll get all the names at the end and we'll and we'll we'll select a winner of of the three three free months. So we're gonna do we're gonna do a little bit of uh we're gonna go back to football a little bit. We'll finish that up. We'll get back to basketball recruiting. So one thing we're gonna do right now is look at the projections. I have we have all updated them. The only thing is, Jeff, you have not given me your national rank yet. Where do you think they are ranked nationally?
3: Uh, I go t- 28 without having 28. without having the teams in front of me up. They feel like 28. Okay, so
2: you and Paul are very close at 28 and 27. I have upped my projections. I'm at 7.65 wins now at the beginning of the year. I started at 6.73 and it has slowly, with a little dip after week two because of what happened in the Buffalo game, slowly increased, slowly increased. I'm up to 7.65. The analytics sites: 8.2 wins at ESPN, FPI, Massy 8.09, team rankings 8.25. PFF has them exactly at eight. Team uh, team rankings has them 8.25 rounds to 8.3. So. The analytics sites have them higher than I do. You and Paul both have them higher than I do. Hoagie is the only one that's lowered. Pessimist Hoagie, of course, lower than everyone else. I just can't give more than 10% against any of the big three. It's hard. I'd like to, it's but especially, yeah. Especially
3: Ohio State because it's on the road. I mean, they've, yes. show, they've, they've put a scare in them Ohio twice. State? Two times, they, they've – pretty much had yes. basically a 50-50 shot to beat them at home, the piggy overtime game in last year, so they can do it at home. On the road, it's been a bloodbath every time. I don't think it'll be right. a bloodbath this year, but that's just, you know, I think Michigan is the setup. You know, they're not um, – it's at Maryland. It's the game of the, the game everyone's going to be looking forward to all year. You know, it's a sandwich game for Michigan. You know, I feel like that's, that's their best shot. And Penn State also looks really good. You know, they might be better. Really, than
2: really They might be the best team in the conference. If I were doing national rankings, yeah. Well defense is, is you unreal. have to put Ohio Ohio State is the best win. They beat Notre Dame. Right. I think you have to put Ohio State the highest. And then I think immediately after is Penn State. Yeah. That's nationally too. They're they're number four or five in the country, I think. Penn State. They gotta be. I would put Michigan below
3: them. I mean, he's just been Michigan stacking four star talent year after year, you know, it's, yeah, it's not just the front line depth and the defense is, is absurd. Um, The defense is absurd. It was interesting that debate though, we had on this site about which win people would rather have between those three. I saw some Penn States, that's obviously just a personal vendetta, but I don't see how you choose anything but Ohio state. If you, if you have your pick, I mean, that's. Of which one to win, I would pick Penn state. Really? Yes, I think that it's kind of been there, done that. Not often, but you've done that. You've beaten them a few times, Ohio State. I, yeah, you forgot but beating that one.
2: them a few times is important. It, it impacts recruiting in a much bigger way. Not more than Ohio State. I mean, just think about how the fan bases overlap in this area. Think about what it might do to attendance and faith and excitement in the program. Yeah, I think Penn State has all of that. And the other two would as well, but I think beating Penn State would have all of that much more than I just feel like Ohio habits. State
3: is a sexier you know, it's a bigger name accomplishment. It is a bigger name. I agree uh, with you there. I mean, either it's way, you name. know, if you have one of those out of those three, you're in heaven. So but uh most people I think took Ohio State at least two thirds probably, but uh, like Ralph said, you know, even if you don't beat any of those, if you take care of the ones you're supposed to win and you have a bowl game, you can still have, you know, the most wins since when was the last nine-win season? Oh, it
2: man. was Ralph's last year. Yeah,
3: so 2011.
2: Yep. And how close Randy Etzel got to that, too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, my, he got lucky, though, because
3: he, he, he beat Michigan on during the one cycle of the past however many decades when they were awful. They were really bad. Yeah, they were really bad. And They were really they, bad that year. Penn but they, it, very it, very still yeah, it still happened. It still happened. take it away from him. Yeah. It's as much happened. as a lot of people might like and to.
2: Football recruiting – Lots of good stuff percolating for football recruiting. Some commits recently that are decently highly ranked, potential flips. It looks like by signing day, they might inch closer and closer to that top 25, maybe get in. What do you think?
3: Um, I think they're definitely going to have to pull off several big-name guys to get mm-hmm. in the top 25. I think maybe it's more realistic to think around, around that 30 mark. I mean, it's not impossible, but um, – like we discussed last week for Maryland compared to the other teams that are in the top 25, most of them with their resources and, and brand name and NIL and everything, you know, 30 is would be a great place to be. Um, like I said, last week, it's pretty much, it's mostly down now to guys who are committed to other schools that they're recruiting. There's a handful of uncommitted guys, but uh, mostly guys that they want to flip. They've had several of them on campus lately. I wrote, Uh, yesterday on the site about a few guys including a couple four stars who I think are very receptive to their pitch and I wouldn't be surprised if they're able to flip them down the stretch so I mean just got to keep it rolling right you can't take care of Indiana you at least play Ohio State decent and you you keep winning the games you're supposed to win and uh, I think some of these local guys who've, who've been in high school as the program has gotten better We'll be able to buy in after a third straight successful season.
2: Hoping so. That would be that would be pretty great. Top twenty five recruiting class. And that's another thing beating those schools helps with too, right?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean that's why it's and you know, not only that, but those schools, especially Penn State recruit the area so heavily. So so that one does have that little bit of extra value because of the regional recruiting. Ohio State also comes in, but they're more just cherry picking, you know, an elite guy here and there, whereas Penn State is making a living in the in the DMV area. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at any time you can beat those teams. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the crowd's like this weekend. They'll have a bunch of visitors there again. And, you know, I think the kids – you know, they need to see that live game day experience that's definitely hurt them in recent years, even the past couple of years while they were starting to win more. The atmosphere at the games, you know, when the stands are half empty, you know, and then you look at like senior day, it seems like an annual tradition on senior day that there's hardly anyone there to watch these guys. So so that's starting to improve. People are starting to come out more, and that that should help too.
2: Now we're going to move on to something that's not so pleasant. Basketball recruiting, some some tough news today. That's
3: all public, correct? It's not just – I mean, it's not public. It's not really public, but, you know, I'll just it might be public. I'm sure – yeah, I think some, some other guys are tweeting similar um, information that it looks like Matthew Hodge, who's one of Maryland's top remaining targets. Looks He's very likely Villanova-bound. Uh, his father told me this morning that he's going to announce on Friday. So, you know, Maryland has a couple days to try to turn it around, assuming that that's not bad info, which I really don't think it's bad info. I think right now it is Villanova. So that would be a big blow, obviously, because as we've discussed a million times, Willard's list, the shopping list is tiny this year. Like I've said, there, there's definitely some backups, but they're not a one backups, like I can see if some things don't work out, kind of punting till the spring and the transfer portal and things like that. Um, So, you know, if Hodge ends up at Villanova, you're down to two guys, Derek Queen, who will be visiting uh, in about a month. Obviously, everybody knows who he is by now, but five-star center from Baltimore, Uh, down to Maryland, Houston, Indiana, visited LSU last week. Um that's one you really especially if you don't get Hodge. I mean your Queen was already felt like a must get. If you don't get Hodge, she really feels like a must get. Uh and then Fosa Oliagu, Canadian wing, who we've discussed, number twenty player in the twenty twenty five class, very likely to reclassify to two thousand twenty four. Maryland's been all over him. Uh Greg Manning Junior, one of Willard's assistant was assistants, was out there. I think two weeks ago in Atlanta to see him and uh, I believe he was out there again this week. Um, So they are going all out on him. So, you know, there's still, if you get Queen and Oliogo, you have two five stars, which probably has never happened at Maryland, but that's a big if, obviously. So the Hodge news, based on how, you know, the relationship you had with them how long you've focused on him, there's no, There's no sugarcoating that it would be a pretty big blow to lose lose out. So it's still salvageable. Still salvageable, but the you know the options are starting to run a little bit thin.
2: Yeah. Any, I guess you said the two big names still Queen and Oliagu. Anyone else? That's there. No backups.
3: Like no, nothing. I was told that they do have a few guys that they've been keeping warm, and I'm sure. Uh, if Hodge goes to Villanova then maybe we'll hear a name pop up you know but there's no primary guys that they've really been working hard on and we're anywhere near as far as I know at least and I think I have a pretty good feel for what they're up to but you know if he if he picks Nova maybe another four and jumps up because obviously with Dante Scott being gone after this year there's a lot of minutes there at the four so you know you got to get somebody good all right
2: well after after that tough news we're going to move on to something that is my favorite segment of the show and Paul just only has to listen to it this time because he is in the chat listening we're going to hear from our good friend our good friend wheels and his non-revenue report here we go hey
0: everyone this is Wheels with your Inside Maryland Sports non-revenue report. Let's start with some good news. The eighth-ranked field hockey team bounced back from a loss to Princeton with a two-one win over number six UVA in Charlottesville. Nice. They opened Big Ten play Huge. this Thursday at number seven Rutgers, Just crushing UVA. Volleyball's off a great start at eleven and three on the year, including a Big Ten win against Michigan. They head to Rutgers on Wednesday night, looking to improve to 2-1 and one in Big Ten play. Big Ten volleyball is no Women's joke, golf too. golf has completed three fall tournaments so far, finishing as high as fourth at a tournament in Michigan last weekend. Now for the not-so-good news. Men's soccer fell to Wisconsin on Sunday night one to nothing, to drop to 0-2-1 in conference play. The team has won just a single game so far this season, with goals being very difficult to score. They look to get their first Big Ten win of the season with Northwestern visiting Ludwig Field on Friday. Similarly, the women's team sits at 0-2-1 in Big Ten play so far. They've yet to score three conference games. They head to East Lansing on Friday to play a very good Michigan State team. And that's it for your IMS Non-Rev Report. Take care, everyone. All right, thank you, Wheels. I want to remind everybody we're doing a promotion
2: uh, in just a little bit, we're going to give away three free months of premium subscription to Inside Maryland Sports. All you have to do is be here live in the chat, if you're listening right now, on any of the platforms, and type, Paul is a loser.
3: I like how there was just a belated Paul is a loser, like, 20 minutes yeah, I As I, if I, like, I he, just, he was just adding that to the conversation out of way. <laughs> yeah. well, the way. have a We
2: know all the platforms are working. We got a comment from Twitch. We got a like from Facebook. I can see that stuff. I don't really see much else of what's going on there, but we do see all the chat kind of consolidated and some of the things still getting used to the new new software, but we're getting there. So if you're live right now, type that out. Paul's a loser. Get a chance to win three free month premium. And while you're at it, do us a favor, subscribe, Hit that bell to get notifications. You'll know every time we go live. Give us a like. Thank you very much. We are going to end the show with true or false. And they're all going to you this time, Jeff. You get to do all five of them. That seems like an upgrade to me. (laughs) It's an upgrade. All right, true or false. The results on the basketball court are going to be so good. Only the diehards will be upset with Kevin Willard's recruiting
3: just this year or long term. I mean, this year, really, but yeah, yeah. um, no, because the diehards will obsess about recruiting no matter what. Thank god, or I would be like, but I'm saying only insurance. the
2: diehards will be upset. I got no, I no, okay,
3: okay, i misunderstood. Yes, I think so, man. I think the team is you know way better than nationally, people are realizing. You got two guys. I think Jameer Young and Julian Reese are both first team, all conference talents. Obviously, you never know how their season's going to go. Uh, you got experience. You have the two really good freshmen. So I think I think it has the potential to be a great season.
2: Okay. Number two if Maryland football beats Indiana convincingly on Saturday, they'll be ranked on Sunday, if for no other reason than to set up a ranked showdown for TV purposes.
3: True. Yeah, they're lingering close enough. They got some votes. Some people are going to lose ahead of them. Once you look at five and zero in a major power conference, even though their schedule has been very cushy, you see five and zero. You're probably going to vote for them. So yeah, I think they'll be in that 23 to 25 range. Would be my guess.
2: I see Antoine wrote true, but I'm not. He's on delay, so I'm not sure if that was for the first one or second one. You might have been responding
3: to Paul <laughs> as a loser.
2: Uh, yes, he's responded to everyone saying that Paul's a loser. That's what he's doing. Good, good point. Okay, number three, Maryland will end up with zero freshmen in the twenty twenty four basketball recruiting class.
3: <laughs> Definitely false. They're going to get somebody. Just hope it's not. Uh, well, I, I was going to name some some guys from the latter Mark Turgeon years, but that would be kind of mean. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll get guys, and I don't think you know. He's not a, he's not an all-world recruiter. He's not a guy I, I think – I don't think he loves recruiting by any stretch. He might – I don't know. Turgeon might have liked it even more than him. I have no idea. But that's not – he, he works hard at it. I just don't – I think he's one of those guys who just loves to coach. Um, but that said, he's going to – his assistants are good enough, and he's good enough that he's going to get some guys who are at least, you know, solid. But – a Nobody Gary wants solid, up. and when you when you talk about the goal winning championships to be winning championships every year, as he said, you got to do better than solid unless you're counting on coaching them up every year, and that's always an uphill battle. Um, so, yeah, they're going to get players, but, uh, you know, one of them better be Derek Queen, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. Number four,
2: Maryland will end up with at least two more four stars in the 2024 football recruiting class.
3: I comfortably will say true on that. I think there's enough guys. And again, I've written about several of them on the site who I think they have a good chance with uh, who are committed to other schools. But keep popping up at CQ Stadium every week for the games that I would be surprised if they don't add at least two more four stars. And last one, the new streaming software is so much better than Zoom. True. This is amazing. And it's so cool to be in Xfinity Center recording live. I just saw Jahari Long after the interview just went back there on the court. I saw him shooting around. So this is – I'm going to – I'm just going to kill that joke. But anyways, no, uh, yeah, this is amazing. Why didn't we do this three years ago or eight years ago? I wish we had – I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? There's no going like back. I, I
2: tried to make do with
3: what I could. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not your fault. But uh, yeah, this is amazing, and we got more. I think a few more cool features we're going to toy with. So I'm, I'm thrilled. This is just uh, such a better overall production.
2: And apparently, Antoine Cuff's little cousin will be a four star by the end of the season. Let's, let's. uh Give uh, Kevin Willard a, a heads up. Give on me that. the
3: scoop, Antoine. When Maryland, if Maryland's recruiting him, send me the, send me the scoop. Got another Twitch comment.
2: I don't know what's going on on Twitch. I'm gonna check that out afterwards. Maybe that's maybe there's more people there than than on YouTube. We'll see. We'll see how that works. Just this, All right for everybody.
0: Fortnite
3: right here on IMS Radio. We got like a Ralph <laughs> Regan setup. Fortnite IMS Radio. We will Radio.
2: now. We are going to now share this guy here. Does everybody see? Here it is. Here's everybody who responded the next time these change. Whoever has a one next to their name will get. Michael Wheatley, we already got you in there. You don't need to type it again. <laughs> no, he, next, might be,
3: he might just be uh, reiterating. We're going to do a random gen-
2: number generator in column C after the change. Whoever has a one will get the three free months. Here we go. There we go. Terp, Terp. Terp, Terp. And he posted on YouTube, I believe. So, turp Terp, it is your responsibility to get in touch with us. Either send us an email, reply to this video on YouTube, write us a direct message on Inside Maryland Sports, on Maryland at 247sports.com. Get in touch with us. Terp, turp. we will get you that three free months. Start everybody else. But I think we're going to do this a couple more times, right? I
0: think we do Let's it see. every week.
2: NG, you were on there, NG. Stop it. Do I need to bring up the sheet? I'm going to bring up the sheet again. I'm going to bring up the sheet again. Good. NG, you were right. Uh, let's see. You were right. I'm going to highlight it right here, NG. It says NG 812 PM. That's you, NG. It was rigged. Stop the count. It, was, it wasn't rigged. It wasn't rigged. I added everybody there. It's not fair. I saw
3: you throwing those ballots away there. Turp
2: Turp says, what email address? Send to imsradioims at gmail.com, imsradioims at gmail.com, and Jeff will get you that three-month subscription. We need your name and your info. We need your board name as well, all of that stuff. So, all right, everybody. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun using this software. A little stressful for me because I don't have the comfort level yet, but hopefully Everything went off smoothly. Can we bring back the intro song? Ethan, I can't. And the reason is because it gets flagged because we used we used music that we don't own. And therefore, now that we're monetized, we cannot use that anymore. So we can't use it. But what I'll do, I'm just gonna post it on our YouTube channel. So anytime anybody wants to, they can just go to that specific video. That video itself won't get monetized, but everything else will be. We just can't use it anymore. So, yeah, let's look forward to 5-0. That's that's right, Aaron Franklin. Let's look forward to 5-0. And thank you guys very much for joining. This is IMS Radio.
3: From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the Siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band YouTube. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.